universe has your back. The more you can trust that, the more you can operate and balance, and the more you can use whatever energy you have to actually understand what you want in the first place. Get clear on what you want in the first place. Because you understand the how will be taken care of. Welcome to the Pragmatic Soul Searcher podcast, where we cover all things life, mindset, and manifestation in ways that make your logical mind sing. I'm Ellie Wang, international actor, singer, entrepreneur, and mindset alignment coach. And I'm finally out of the decade-long spiritual closet to share with you all of life's truths and hacks. So if you're ready to level up, it's time for the best ride of your life. Hello, hello, and welcome back to episode 11. And in this episode, I'm going to be diving straight into Manifestation Stories Part 2. So if you haven't listened to the last episode, I was celebrating double digits by delving into fun manifestation stories. But I wanted to also make sure that you have a takeaway. So what I did was I separated the stories and kept it under specific themes. And in the last Last episode, the theme of those stories was the need to control outcomes. The need to control outcomes. Because a lot of the time we try to play into our linear thinking, our logical mind that only sees how something should happen in a specific way. Thereby, we block off all of the other ways that it could happen. If we just took our hands off the wheel for a hot minute and let Source drive the car, it will be bring together all of the necessary components at the right time, in the best way, at the best place. If you haven't listened to the story, please go listen to it and see how crazy it all came together. But if we try to control it and hang on forcefully to the wheel to try to go down this linear path that we think has to happen... The universe can't bring together all of the necessary components for our highest good. And so in this episode, I want to talk about being present, learning to be present, because so many of us are so busy thinking about what's going to happen in the future, worrying about, oh, if I don't do this, then I'm going to suffer this. And we're so busy thinking about what should have been, what could have been. Instead of being in our skin long enough to be in receiver mode. Because think about it, you're grinding so hard, you're hustling so hard, you're chasing, 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 and it all began with a beautiful vision. And this vision once excited you. And when it excited you and you started to play with the possibility of this vision in your imagination, you'd already put it out there for it to all come together for your highest good. And in order for you to be in the right place, right time, you will get inspired downloads. And these inspired downloads, as you learned in the last episode, may not seem logical. 
But in order to even bring forth or sustain those beautiful, inspired actions, or to even be in a state to receive any kind of downloads, we have to be present. And when we are present, we are naturally inclined to practice gratitude. And gratitude is the signature of having already received. We are grateful for all the outcomes that have already happened. But the signature doesn't know the difference between whether you've received it or not. So if you're present and you're finally just so happy in your skin, the universe goes, oh, she's aligned. Boom, boom, boom. Let's shower her with all these amazing gifts that align with who she is and who she is drawn to become. So this first story is about being able to have the opportunity to play a beautiful leading role on Broadway as an actor-singer. And trust me, it came to me in the most non-linear ways, to a point where even the people around me, even the team, were able to see, oh, this never ever happens. I came into an open call with no agent, no union. I didn't have a visa that was accepted by the union. And I hadn't sung for years. I didn't have a repertoire. It was insane. And how it all happened and how it all began, if you are acutely aware of how you operate as a human being, you can see the data of why all of these things happened so fast. And it started off with me recognizing that when I graduated from film school, and if you listen to the episode prior, I know I was talking about the program in Singapore, but that was a BA. After that, I worked in the industry in Singapore. I also worked in the UK. And then I finally moved to the United States to be in film school. And that was an MFA. But after graduating from film school, I remember receiving a one-year visa. And that was the one year that you needed to gain as much experience as possible so that you can apply for another visa and prove that you have been gaining some successes. But because of that, I was playing into this ticking clock. I was playing into the limitations of time. And because I was at the time working on healing myself from certain illnesses that was sending me to the hospital, and I was doing the inner work by identifying core programmings in order to release and let go of the need for these illnesses, yes, sometimes it's a need, I started making connections to my career and how I was operating in conjunction to that. Because everything's connected. Once you identify certain core programmings, it's not going to just be beneficial for your health. It's going to be beneficial for every area of your life. It'll give you enough data to be able to say, oh, wow, I can't believe I was operating in that state. And so I realized I was grinding too hard. I was controlling too hard. I was hardly in the present moment to a point where even if I had booked opportunities, something would always happen. It would fall through. 
the paperwork wouldn't be accepted, something would always happen. And one fine day when I realized this was happening and I was causing it, I remember shifting immediately. And suddenly I allowed myself to breathe. I allowed myself to be present. And I sat on the couch and I said to myself, I'm not going to do anything else today. I'm just going to be. And I turned on the TV and I remember just all of a sudden feeling grateful of who I was in that moment, who I was drawn to become, who I was with, because at the time I was dating my, well, then boyfriend, now husband. I started seeing all of the beautiful things that LA had to offer. And when my then boyfriend came home, he said, hey, how are you? And I thought, I'm good. He's like, did anything happen? Did you get an opportunity? I was like, no, but I'm suddenly in my skin that I'm happy for no reason. And I was happy for no reason because I allowed to be in this beautiful expanded state that all of us technically should be in all of the time. And even if we experience contrast, we know that it's communicating to us to shift some way, some form. That we will never ever experience full-on contraction because we can learn from those experiences. We understand to a certain degree it's giving us enough data to be able to change directions. And the moment this happened, boom. I got an email from an acquaintance. She's a great friend now, but she was an acquaintance then. She said, hey, do you want to go for afternoon tea? And because I was so present, I was like, yes. I wouldn't have said yes before my shift, before my energetic shift. And in fact, if I hadn't done an energetic shift, I probably wouldn't have been on her radar for her to call me for afternoon tea because she had just recently moved to Los Angeles. And we were finally having afternoon tea. We were having a really, really great time. She said, oh, this just reminded me. I received an email from a casting director I did a workshop with. And this is in regards to a Broadway show, but I don't sing. But now that I'm here having afternoon tea with you, I remember you're a singer. So I would really love to send you this notice in regards to this Broadway show. And this notice was an open call. And because it was an open call, I didn't need to be a part of a union. It was free for all. But at the time, I hadn't sung for years. I wanted to, you know, really focus on film. I didn't want to be a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. I didn't want to have my focus split. So it was years since I dusted off my vocal cords. It was years since I put on any dance shoes. And I remember not even having a repertoire at the time. So when I took a look at the notice when I got home, I realized, oh, wow. Well, I guess I can do it because it's landing on my one day off. At the time, I was actually teaching at California Music Academy and it landed on the Friday and I didn't have any students then. So I thought, well, might as well, but I don't have any songs. And so I went on the computer and all I did was look up some songs to download for free and learn them to be able to sing for that audition. I wasn't precious about it. 
but I still wanted to keep myself to a standard that I knew I could achieve. And so when I arrived on Friday, I arrived early, thinking that even if you weren't a part of the union, you would be able to go in early if you arrived early. Oh, oh, no, doesn't work that way. If you're not a part of a union, no matter how early you showed up, you'll always be last. Did that bother me? Did that throw me out of alignment? No, it didn't. In fact, I took that opportunity to go to this really cute cafe. I had a cup of tea. I was reading a book. And I hung out there for a couple of hours and then went back. And then they said to me, oh, wow, we didn't expect to have all these hundreds of people. We're running out of time. So because you're last, you only get to sing eight bars of one song versus sections of two songs. And if you understand music, you get that it's one sentence. And so I thought, okay. I'll go in and sing one sentence. And so I did. And I held that note. And before I knew it, they said, well, you know what? We'd love to see you in the dance audition. So here we are in the next segment. I drove home, dusted off my shoes, went back in and thought, here's nothing. If you haven't exercised the brain muscle to pick up choreography as quick as how an audition would go you're pretty much in for an interesting ride. And I thought this will be really interesting. And after the dance audition, I was packing up my stuff, expecting them to decline me to not yell out my name. And I was halfway out the door when they said, Ellie, we'd love you to stay. And after you pass this point, you get to sing sections of the two songs in front of the director. And that was when he looked at me and asked, where have you been? And I said, well, I've been in film school. And I recently graduated and I'm teaching in the California Music Academy. And I've, well, I've been here. I haven't been in New York. I wasn't planning to be a part of Broadway. And then he pulls out a package from underneath the table. And he said, I'd really love for you to take a look at the leading role. And then learn this material, come back over the weekend on Monday where the rest of the team would have flown from New York uh, to see the possible women who could understudy the leading role. And I thought, okay, perfect. Long story short, I showed up, did my thing. It was recorded and they offered me the opportunity on the spot. And my audition is now in a documentary. It's really interesting to look back on this. Even post-event, after being given the opportunity, I remember going back home to my husband and thinking, our lives are going to change. We're going to have to move. We're going to New York. And I know I'm going to be learning and expanding and evolving through this beautiful experience. And my life changed 180 that day. And because I'm acutely aware of how I shifted internally, I was able to take the data 
of why this happened to me. I was able to understand that it was about letting go and being present in the moment. To receive all that is for my highest good. Did I take action, inspired action, on things that happened after feeling present? Yes, I did. Did I feel resistance when I was placing those actions? No, I didn't. I just trusted. And I wasn't worried about how rusty I was in my ability. I wasn't worried about not being a part of a union, not having an agent, or suddenly being in front of professionals when I hadn't even sang a song for years. I didn't worry about any of that. I was so present in the entire process up until they offered me the opportunity on the spot. So if there's any takeaway from this story, it's to understand that we have to start coming out of the hustle culture. Because action is required, yes. But we also have to acutely be aware whether those actions are aligned to us or not. And we also have to be aware of our point of focus. Are we focusing on the things at hand that's exciting? Even if, I mean, yes, of course I was nervous. Or are we focusing on, oh, but what if this doesn't go right? Oh, but I'm not good enough. Oh, but I haven't sung in years. Oh, but I don't know because I quit musical theater a long time ago. Oh, I, I don't dance anymore. I could have brought in a lot of those concerns, but I didn't purely because I was in the present moment following intuitive action. So the next story I want to tell you, and it's going to be obviously the last story, so two stories in one, is something to do with my husband. So you get a little bit of perspective from two different stories when it comes to being present. In fact, there was a time... A period of time in my husband's career where, you know, if you understand as a freelancer or as a performer, as an artist, whatever it is, you get, even an entrepreneur, you understand that you operate in waves, right? Opportunities come or sales come and everything's great for a second and then suddenly it's quiet and it's crickets and you're having to ride the wave of that. And so my husband was riding the wave of just silence for a little while. And so he thought, ooh, I, I really should start networking again. I really should try to get more stunt opportunities under my belt. A, it pays really well. It's not too difficult, especially for his skill set. And it's also a great way to just have fun on set. And he didn't know how to go about it because he was relatively new to the industry. And so here he was in resistant mode. He was too worried about not making enough money. He was focused on how do I get this done? How can I send out more emails? How can I do more networking? And he was so in that fear of what if things don't come about? What if I don't get any opportunity to 
find the finances I need to live toward the end of the month, he actually ended up getting sick. And if you know my husband, he never gets sick. So he was clearly operating in so much resistance. He was compromising on his immune system to a point where his body was just like, you need a break. So when he finally was forced to take a break and he was lying in bed, which is really, really rare, And he slept it out for the day. And then the next day, he allowed himself some space to remain in bed. He was feeling better, but to at least enjoy himself and watch some movies on Netflix to be waited on by me. Because a lot of the time he's on the go so much that, you know, it's even hard for me to just, I don't know, spoil him on occasion. And so when he finally did slow down, down and finally gave himself the permission to be present boom he got a call and this call was from a stunt coordinator that he had never worked for before he hung up the phone and he told me what had happened and it blew my mind he said well the stunt coordinator got my number got my profile off of this stunt database. And, well, this is to be the body double of the lead for a TV show. And what had happened was he was, you know, on the clock. He needed to find someone ASAP that was the perfect fit to be the body double of this particular lead. And the website, as he was searching for people, had frozen on my husband's profile. Let that sink in for a second. A stunt coordinator who doesn't know my husband, who my husband has not worked with before, was scrolling through a stunt database, and as he was scrolling, it froze on my husband's profile. And because he was on the clock and he was running out of time, he thought, well, this guy looks great. I've got his number frozen on my screen. I might as well call him. And lo and behold, he got the job. What did he do? He was in bed watching Netflix. Don't confuse the fact that he was being lazy. He was prepped for the job. The only difference is he finally allowed himself to be in his skin. He finally allowed himself to be present enough to receive. Because if you're go, go, go all the time, you're not opening yourself up for all the goodies that are meant for you. So... It was really interesting. I love telling the story because on a logical linear point of view, you're like, wait, so you went to bed to get the job? (sighs) No, it's more about the energetic point of view, the expanded point of view. When you create energetic space and you expand your energy to receive because you're so present in the moment, And you're not worrying about other things, right? In fact, being sick allowed him to not worry about the future for a hot minute. 
He was like, well, I can't do anything anyway. I might as well just be here, watch some Netflix, enjoy the moment. And because he allowed himself to do that, boom. The universe has your back. The more you can trust that, the more you can operate and balance, and the more you can use whatever energy you have to actually understand what you want in the first place. Get clear on what you want in the first place. Because you understand the how will be taken care of. And all of those inspired actions are going to meant to be for your highest good. So I hope you enjoyed those two stories. This is definitely a pointer for you to, after this episode, put down your phone and just be. And maybe even this episode allowed you to be present because maybe you were so focused on our story that you finally were like, huh, I was actually in the moment, listening, tuning in, imagining. Because if you didn't listen to the last episode, when you learn through storytelling, your body and your mind will automatically calibrate to fitting that story to you. And that is how you access your beautiful imagination, which is connected to source. So who knows? Maybe as you were listening to this episode, beautiful things were already starting to work for you. They're already starting to land on your lap. If you enjoyed this episode, definitely share it with someone that you love. If you are watching this on YouTube, definitely like and subscribe. Or if you're watching it on one of the platforms, especially on Apple Podcasts, definitely leave a review so that I can continue inspiring and offer content for free. And other than that, if you enjoyed it, make sure that you share it on your stories, do a little screenshot, and then tag me so that I can shout you out because I love it when I hear that you've been listening to the episodes and that you've gained some gold nuggets from them. I cannot wait to see you next week. Have a beautiful week ahead.